What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork Podcast. All right, everybody. So I'm going to pick a random review from our Apple Podcast reviews of What the Actual Fork Podcast today to share with you to remind you guys how much we love them and what they mean to us. So this one is from Sarah Doane. It's D-O-A-N-E. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And it just says, great pod, very nuanced approach to diet culture conversation. Thank you guys. And like, As simple as that sentence is, it means so much to us because it's our intention to have nuanced conversations, to allow for different opinions and feelings and facts and things to roll into this conversation so that you all feel safe and heard. So that two sentence right there means so much to us, Sarah. Thank you. Amazing. I I seriously get goosebumps because it's like we finally get to hear from the people that are listening because people don't understand that when you make a podcast... We just stare at each other, I know. <laughs> which is amazing, but we don't get to actually Sometimes see I forget the people, people listen, listen to us. <laughs> I literally forget people listen. So my review that I'm choosing today, what a fun um, username, Lazzledazzle97. What a fun name. So thank you, Lazzledazzle97. They wrote the podcast you need. This podcast is so fun, honest, and refreshing. Anyone looking to just create the best relationship with themselves and the food that they eat needs to listen. And I love how they called out creating a great relationship with yourself too. Because like, of course, we talk about relationship with food and specifically body image and movement, but intuitive eating is so much more than just food. It's really intuitive living and it affects all the different aspects of your life. So thank you to every single person who has left a review. We love reading these. And if you're listening now, we would so, so, so appreciate if you head over to Apple Podcasts and just pause the episode right here, go leave a review and come on back um, because this will help get these episodes into the ears of people who really need and want to hear this message. And let me just also add before we close out here that this podcast is very close to hitting 1 million all-time listens, which is just absolutely like mind-blowing, incredible, beautiful. I am stunned and couldn't be more grateful. And I just want to thank every single one of you for being part of our journeys with us. Yes. So prior to using green pan pans, my husband and I have this ongoing, we'll call it banter of (laughs) after somebody cooks, 
in our home, did you clean the pan? Because again, prior to using green pan pans, if you don't clean it right away, you don't clean anything off of the pan. And there is nothing that frustrates me more than that, if you will. Can you relate? (laughs) Well, I was going to say, isn't it funny how in marriage you have like these very specific arguments that you come back to and like one person knows how to clean, keeps it going. The other person is just like, so it's so over their head. (laughs) I couldn't agree with that more. And there's this meme going around about like who stacks the dishwasher, like perfectly and then me, the other person I am that like, one are you and that I one? am not I'm the person that throws the no, dish no <laughs> Jenna you're the you're my husband uh, anyways <laughs> so this podcast is sponsored by green pan because we love green pan and one of my favorite things about it is they have the 60 day return policy so you have plenty of time to make sure that green pan works for you if you don't like it you send it back no questions asked GreenPan also introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware and has over 150 patents to prove it. And that is a huge reason why I like GreenPan because nothing ruins my day more than when, let's be honest, it's my husband who does the cooking. (laughs) Yes, he, he was so excited when we got the pans because when you have a pan and the eggs stick to the pan, something about eggs, the smell, the consistency, terrible. So one thing I love about green pan is the eggs do not stick. So it's a win-win over here in the private household. So it's 2023. It's time for you to upgrade your cookware. And if you can head to greenpan.us and use promo code FORK, you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That is correct. You heard me right. It's 30% off whether you buy one pan or a whole set, 30% off. So head on over to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code for. And let's just get right into it because Jenna, I know you're excited to share your what the actual fork moment of the week. So let it rip. You know, I think you will be very happy that I bring this up because you've been very vocal on social about this topic too. But I think for a long time, I didn't just like suppress the searching of this topic on social media. But yesterday with, or two days ago with the news about Ozempic and Weight Watchers, like you can't avoid that content um, on social. So I saw a picture, a video, sorry, on TikTok of this woman who was on her Ozempic journey for whatever reason, I don't know. I'm not judging, but I'm just sharing what I observed as a professional watching this video. So she shared a picture of herself, you know, pre Ozempic. And what I saw was rosy cheeks, a happy smile, um, really thick, beautiful hair, a woman who maybe was uncomfortable in her body, which is what she was portraying. But again, like she was exercising, she seemed happy to me, but the hair and the face, the skin really stuck out to me. And then she shared her post, quote unquote, you know, Ozempic after, her yeah. after photo, video, et cetera. And when I tell you, and I know this is a side effect of the drug, but when I tell you that she had three strands of hair in her ponytail and her skin looked very tired, like that rosy, like cheek look just melted away, bags under the eyes, like looked very 
sick to me to be on, from like a professional standpoint, non-judgmental, just like the, oh, like, I hope she's okay. And she's well, sharing like part her of what Olympic we did, win. Yeah. Part of what we did clinically was like, we would assess for malnutrition. Right. And the, like some of the things <laughs> you're talking said. about are, yes. are from a professional evaluation of malnutrition. Like- and I was watching it and I'm like, there's people celebrating this in the comments. And like, how is nobody noticing like all of her hair fell out? And again, it's because on the website, on like the disclaimers, it says like, this is a symptom of, or this is a side effect that may happen. But like, why are we accepting that as okay? Because we know what that means to the human body. It means we're not getting enough nutrients to support our hair health, <laughs> like, cause it's not the primary, but if that's falling out, you know, other things are happening, right? Mm. Like it's, it's terrifying. And it, again, super celebrated in the comments. And it's just one of many examples of the ability for this diet culture to spread in these completely new and absurd and very scary ways. Oh. I know. Yeah, when that news broke, <laughs> man. I mean, I I immediately texted you and Chelsea and then the Fine Food Freedom team because I was just like, what the actual fuck is what going on? Like, and what does it mean? Like, why? All it means is that Weight Watchers is looking for new ways to make money. But like to me, it's like bad marketing for them. It's like our our quote unquote diet doesn't actually work. So like let us work. step into the drug space. Like Correct. you're kind of calling yourself out. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it just, it so clearly states without saying, like, all we care about is your fucking money. Right. Like, that's all that that says to me. Um, Somebody commented, and I, too, and was like, well, at least they're going to be working with dietitians. And I'm like, what fucking dietitians are working for sequence? Like, what quality and caliber? Like, Oh, my gosh. Uh, when I was covering, uh, I was doing a video on it and and talking about it, and I was kind of reading the headline of how like Weight Watchers purchased telehealth, you know, whatever. And it was like for $100 million. <laughs> so I was just like, I couldn't like not do that. I was just like, this deserves the Dr. Evil voice. And like, what, like what a piece of shit <laughs> company. And like, thank you for fucking exposing yourself. Right. Like we don't even need to say much. Like, but, but this is one thing I will say is that I was like, so I had the anger. It was like all the stages of grief, right? When you hear this news. But then I was like, I was crying and I was just like upset because I'm like, oh, like, okay, first of all, this is job security uh, for us. Totally. Um, but I, I'm not asking for that. Like, but the amount of people that come to us from chronic dieting and sit with guilt and shame of the weight cycling that they put their body through and all of this harm that they can't undo, this is going to just add such another layer of, oh my gosh, I've injected my body with this medication and fucked up my digestive system and my blood sugar regulation and all of these things that like, that's a whole nother layer of counseling that we're going to have to and get. medical like, need, right? Yeah. Like the digestion piece. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause I found this article or I saw an article, I was scrolling and I scrolled past it and I thought I double clicked it so I could come back to it and I can't find it. But there was a headline about like the 
the reality is, is that there's no long-term studies on this drug. So they don't actually know what's going to happen, but in the short term interim right now with the intention of weight loss, not with diabetes, you know, Mm -hmm. there are people suffering from very severe digestive distress and getting to the point of like intestinal blockages, I think was the title that I read. Don't quote me on that because I can't refine the article. Um, You texted me. I'm like, I don't know where this article is, but I'm looking. I'm like, if you find it, please send it to me. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's the reality of where we are right now is people have been using this in secret for a couple of years. It's now out and outed. Um, but there is still no long-term research on its use for intentional weight loss. We are not talking about those who are using it for the treatment of their diabetes. I want to make that very clear. Um, this is for those that are using it for intentional weight loss and those that are using it to lose the last 10 pounds, heavy air quotes. Like that is so scary to me. You know what? I, I got a text from Anna this morning asking me, she said, we're getting a lot of comments on the video I put up about PCOS mm. with Ozempic. That's like the new and I, thing. And I was like, oh, I mean, I haven't looked it up. I have, I need to do more research, but I was like, well, the part of my brain is like, well, yeah, no shit. Because how many people go to the doctor that have PCOS that the doctor says, well, you just need to lose weight and that'll air quote fix right. your condition when it's like, absolutely not. Uh, and so I can only imagine how doctors will now use well, this as like the magical cure. They used to just quotes. prescribe metformin, which was, I mean, I, I don't yeah. want to speak out of turn, but I believe it's just for blood sugar management. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the class of drug that it is, but when I was diagnosed with PCOS, the doctors were like, do you want metformin? I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. But so like, that's like the first, you know, like recommendation is medication, which is unfortunate in its own right. Um, And so now they're just going to be like, oh, for PCOS, it's a blood sugar issue. It's a weight loss issue. I'm speaking as a doctor, not as myself. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, now we'll just give them this GLP-1. Which is again, there's just not, I don't know, it's, it hurts my soul to try and like understand. And that's why I think I avoided the topic for so long. I was like, I'll just let people that want to talk about this talk about it and I'll just continue to, to follow. But you can't avoid it now. Yeah. It, it, like, it's funny you say that. Like, when I saw the, the news break, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, that because was it, was, it, was a mo- it was a Monday morning or no, it was Tuesday, Tuesday morning. And I'm like, you know, oh, I'm going to have, like, I had some things on my calendar. I was excited about, I got some exciting things in the works. And then I'm like, oh shit. Like now I have to make videos on this shit because there's no way to not talk about it. That's right. a great way. Like, and, and the amount of comments that I got on the videos, like I was wait- like, I saw this and I thought of you <laughs> and I was waiting for your response. And I'm sure you get that too. It's funny to think about like these people that we've never met are like, can't wait to hear what, what they are Jenna have to say, and say on it. Say. <laughs> yeah, which is like an honor, truly, yes. like that people trust us and come to us for that. Like I don't take that no. responsibility lightly, but but it's like, but we we do have a responsibility yeah. in a way, and so it's like, fuck, but. We'll continue to talk yeah. about it. And like, I, sure. and again, I think because I had a personal experience where somebody shared with me, you know, I know that you're not going to approve of this, but I am on XYZ drug for XYZ reason, et cetera. And like, listen, at the end of the day, we're not 
judging. We're coming from a space of, and I want to make that super clear because I don't ever want somebody to think that I'm judging them, but we are coming from a space of being like critical thinkers, right? And like thinking about long-term implications and not just the short-term like hit that you may get, but long-term health. And we are thinking about your health not your body, right? Not your physical outside body. And it's mental health and physical health and like internal health and all of these things that go into a decision. And if you've considered those things and you're like, this is what's right for me, I'm probably not the dietitian that's best for you, but you know, that's your call. I just think it's so important to hear these conversations and to understand pieces of the argument that are pieces of the conversation that are different than what maybe your physician is saying. And also, Kara Harbstreet of streetsmart.rd on social media platforms posted yesterday, which was absolutely mind-fucking to me, that she was reached out to from a company to be an influencer for Ozempic, to post an influencer campaign about her no. Ozempic experience. So she po- I actually um, duetted this video on TikTok. She oh my had, God, I got to see this. Po- I gotta, I'm got i going to run, not walk to that she one. She had the email behind her. She blacked everything out. And oh, if- I'm not going to black that shit out if they reach out to me. <laughs> know, I'm right? blasting it. <laughs> but it basically, you know, she was just bringing the awareness. Like now you might see people, you know, posting that they're quote unquote on it and they've lost all this weight, but they may naturally be living in thin bodies and that's not actually real. They're just being paid a fuck ton, just like Bloom is paying all these people to say that they got rid of their bloating when they were just never bloated to begin with. Like, it's just wild. So like Alex Searle, love Alex Searle, but like, Like, no, you don't drink bloom. Like you don't. Um, so (laughs) we'll go back to the topic, but I want to, well, I want to say one last thing that you made me think of is, and this is what you were saying, but at the end of the day, we are not anti-human beings who have injected themselves with Ozempic. We are not anti-human beings who are thinking about Ozempic. We are anti-weight watchers and (laughs) anti-Ozempic. Other than people that genuinely need the drug for type 2 diabetes. This is a very different, you know, population we're talking to. And so it's, but I, you know, when I did those Fuck Diet Culture Friday videos all the way many years ago, I I would get people that would think I was such a bitch in the comment section because they thought if they did that, that diet, that I was mocking them, which in a way maybe I was, but I was anti the diet, not anti the person doing the diet, but I had done like every diet anyways. Right. So that's why I'm making fun of myself. So it's, you know, it's, there's so much nuance to the conversation, but I'm glad you said that because we never want to instill mm-hmm. guilt and shame. We want to plant seeds so we can think of all sides of the conversation. Um, but we can't, as we know, we can't change people's belief systems. No. And so if you believe that a smaller body is a better body, well, then we hope that you keep listening and get curious of why that belief system needs to change. But that brings us into perfectly. You really segue that so well. Like when the girls complimented us this morning about like knowing how to segue topics, you just nailed that. So thank well you, done. thank you so much. <laughs> so today's topic, we want to talk all about pregnancy and body image. So we we've, we've done a lot of postpartum stuff. 
but I got a Q&A, you know, or a question sent through on Insta the other day where people are like, I'm, you know, I think she said she was like 18 weeks pregnant and she's like, I am really struggling right now. Um, and I just don't have resources. And so I thought, what a, what a great topic for us to talk about. I love it so much because you're right. We have not talked about this and we've both experienced pregnancy and listen, I think I don't even know how we want to start this, but I do want to hold space for those who are feeling this way to begin because listen, the hormones inside your body when you're pregnant, whether you have the best relationship with your body or not, will do some really crazy things. So first and foremost, knowing that and understanding that I think is really important. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So one of my favorite things that I've learned in therapy is that I'm a recovering people pleaser. Mm. Like just, I don't know if you can, uh, Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> okay. I, I see you like raising your hand, but I think one of the like, the biggest light bulb moments for me in the beginning of my therapy journey was if you are living your life to please everybody else, you're never going to please yourself. Mm. And like, or like if you're living your life to not disappoint anyone else, you're always going to be disappointed. And I never could understand that because my entire life I lived to please others And eventually I just got to this breaking point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just felt so out of alignment. And so that's been absolutely one of my favorite benefits of therapy. And I think I'm still actively working through this and will be my entire life. But that has just been such a huge light bulb moment for me. And and I'm so thankful for that life lesson. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like even just saying that out loud is like, this beautiful permission slip to, to set boundaries, which is such a beautiful reminder. So thank you for that. Now, if you are listening and you are thinking of starting therapy, we recommend giving BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online, which is so convenient, which it's designed to be also flexible and suited to your schedule. What you'll do is you'll fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which means you can find the person that is best suited for you and your needs, which is incredible. Um, Through our podcast, if you would like to give it a try and discover your potential with BetterHelp, you can visit betterhelp.com slash fork and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash fork. And I, and I do want to start before we dive deep into it as well, which this might be like a part two where I have a few people in mind I think we could bring on is just acknowledging our privileges. Yes. You know, we are both thin, white, able-bodied, cisgender, heterosexual women. And so when you think about pregnancies that are celebrated in video campaigns and, and what a air quotes, perfect pregnancy looks like by society beauty standards, it is a thin white woman with this perfectly hard belly and the experiences that you and I have held in pregnancy, although we can both still have body image struggles are going to be dramatically different than somebody in a larger body who is literally told to lose weight during a pregnancy, which is the most fucked up weight stigma. Yeah. And information. So I do just want to add that caveat because you and I, I think will probably come more from our lived experiences today. And I think that's like a, a part two where there's many different colleagues I feel like we could bring on to discuss specifically pregnancy and larger body yeah. and, and weight stigma. I'm so happy you brought that up. And something that 
we started chatting about before um, we hit record. And I think this is something that was probably maybe even mentioned in your question box. But, you know, you hear from a lot of people, if like somebody opens up about their struggles, pregnancy, body image struggles, a lot of people's like preliminary response back, whether they've had their own pregnancy experience or not, it's like, but your body is doing something amazing. And like, whether that's I know that I should, let me rephrase that. I know that's a well-intentioned response and your body is doing something amazing, but that comment back to a human being may invalidate their feelings. And so something that I think is like super important. And I actually had an experience with a friend asking me this the other day um, with one friend struggling with body image and, you know, the other not really having the lived experience and also the classical training or the training to, um, to work with, to have a conversation with somebody professionally about their own body image. And she, you know, made whatever comments back. And my answer back to her is, you know, sometimes it's okay to just listen when somebody feels comfortable enough sharing their either insecurities or their feelings or their current emotions about their body or the experience that they're having in their pregnancy. Sometimes it's okay to just say, I hear you and I'm here for you instead of trying to say something that you think will make them feel better because like I said before, it may make them feel like you're invalidating their feelings or that they can't feel the way that they do because they're creating life, they're growing a baby, all of these things, which is amazing and beautiful, but you're allowed to feel both at the same time. Yes. That's what I was literally going to say. Both emotions are valid or both, both statements can be true. And so this made me think a lot about, um, so myself and, and Julie, one of the dietitians on my team, we just wrapped up a body image certification with Marcy Evans and Fiona her. Sutherland. They're fabulous. And so there was a whole, whole module deep dive into the research on grief with body image. And this made me think of Brie because Brie has her body, her body, (laughs) body grievers group. And so we really dug into grief around body image. And so, you know, I think the same thing happens in life. People can't sit with their own discomfort, right? So when someone else is uncomfortable or feeling discomfort, we try to make it better with like toxic positivity. Mm. So it's the same thing if you've lost a loved one or you're going through a breakup or you're dealing with something very traumatic and uncomfortable. A lot of times, like you said, people are well-intended, but they're not comfortable with your discomfort. So they try to say something like, like exactly like you said of like, oh, but it's so beautiful when literally you don't need to fix it. You just need to sit in the suck with the person. So I think that's like a huge step one. First tip is just listen, validate and sit there. And then the other point I really, I have like circled on my notebook is the belief systems mm-hmm. of what's going on. And so if if you are currently pregnant or you have a friend that is pregnant that you can send this to, and you know that you or your friend are struggling with the idea of your body getting bigger, well, it doesn't matter if it's pregnancy or not. If we come from diet culture where we hold this belief system of, of a hierarchy body, right? Like a thinner body is a better body. A thinner body is a more beautiful body. A smaller body is what healthier air quotes, whatever those beliefs are. So doesn't matter if we have pregnancy or not, if your body is getting bigger, then 
you're challenging that belief system that you so deeply believe that is ingrained into you. So of course you're going to feel uncomfortable, discomfort, not like it. And so I hope if you're, if you're pregnant and struggling with this and listening here today, Jenna and I can say to you, it's okay that you feel this way. It actually makes sense that you feel this way. And instead of creating shame and guilt around that emotion that's coming up for you around this belief, what if we could get curious about it and say, hmm, why is this uncomfortable? Or why do I feel this way? Because then we can start to hold compassion for ourselves. Um, so that's really, that's really what's coming up for me. That right was now. so perfect. I feel like I have nothing to add to that. So as everybody knows by now, we love to talk about TikTok stories, TikTok comments, all of the things. And so I literally saved this one because I was like, <laughs> I think it's going to be a good one for the podcast. So I did a little post where I just wrote over like me acting in a, in a voiceover. It says, when you finally learn that intuitive eating is so much more than not dieting. And it has that little voiceover where the person's like, I'll be damned. I don't know what the <laughs> song is. I don't know like who the artist is. So I can't like get 90s rap. <laughs> yeah, definitely some type of rap song. But so there was a lot of comments because people were like, okay, it's, it's not dieting, right? And so someone commented, AG1, what are your thoughts? And I was like, this is perfect to discuss on the podcast because we love AG1 by Athletic Greens. And the reason why is because it is this NSF certified supplement. So if you're somebody who's looking for a multivitamin substitute in a form of a powder that you can trust because it is third-party tested, we're huge fans. And it's so important to know that AG1 is more than just greens, quote unquote. It contains your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and so much more working together as one. And like Sam said, we are fans. And if you would like to give it a try, today is a good day to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash fork, athleticgreens.com forward slash fork to check it out and get these benefits. I'm actually in a supervision group right now. That's not about body image, but it's about um, binge eating. And I saw that. She's I was, a, I it's meant amazing. To ask you about that. I highly recommend for the RDs out there um, with Marissa. I'm going to mess up her last name, so I'm not going to say it, but it's called Behind the Binge um, with the Binge Nutritionist. Anyways, one of the things that we talked about last week, which is also something that we talked about with Brie Campos, um, that fits perfectly into this conversation too, is when these beliefs come up instead of like Brie's phrase is, or terminology is sitting in the suck, which is really challenging, right? But recognizing that if we choke that emotion down or that feeling down, it does pop back up. And so in those moments, instead of trying to ignore or fix, like what if you could ask yourself besides the questions that Sam just asked, you know, what evidence do I have to support that this thought is true, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, what, whatever feeling, I can't think of an example right now, help me, but whatever feeling somebody's feeling, you know, what yeah. evidence do you have to support that that's true? Because the evidence that we do have is your body is growing a placenta, an actual tiny human with bones, right? Like 
bones and weight um, and bo- like the entire body. Like my little, my cousin just popped out a baby with a full head of hair. Like that's so wild to me, right? They have like, when <laughs> Sienna was born, her fingernails were disgusting. They were so long and like curled, but like they're growing fingernails. You grew that like inside you. So like, here's the evidence of what's going on. Like, I think the statistics show like 25 pounds of the weight that you do gain during pregnancy is like blood placenta and baby like those three things alone are like about 25 pounds like that's crazy because like your blood volume expands and your water expands like yeah I was gonna I was gonna say the water expansion is insane insane you're so like bloated in different ways and places I remember I didn't wear my wedding rings after like the second trimester or maybe even during the second trimester because my hands were so swollen I didn't take mine off and I couldn't get them off past a certain point I I, like I I should have (laughs) but like all of like this is the evidence that we have to support what's actually happening and like again you're allowed to have these feelings I would be absolutely full of shit if I didn't say that I didn't have these feelings like oh I totally did it's challenging to watch your body change and to question, you know, what is going on and is everything quote unquote normal, especially as a first time mom and first time being pregnant. Um, and to question like the after part two, like it's okay to do these things, but recognizing the emotions that are present, are there any truth to the feelings that you're having? Where and why are these feelings coming from? And with all of that, my biggest hope is that you still continue to nourish your body, knowing that that's the most important thing for you and the baby that you're growing. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. And I feel like other other tips we can give is like getting support. So support can mean so many different things. So if we think from like a social media perspective, definitely getting rid of accounts that are triggering you. I know like probably this happened to you too. When I got pregnant, everybody I was, was all pregnant, over. Right? Like, well, yeah. everybody was pregnant, but also like pregnancy talk, right? Oh. You start engaging with certain pregnancy TikToks and then that's all you're getting. And so the diet culture ones would be woven in there about people talking how, about how many pounds they've gained during their pregnancy. And I was like, whoa, 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 why am I getting this? And how even as an intuitive eating counselor, I would start to compare and be like, what? am I gaining too much? And I was like, what the fuck (laughs) is going on? So again, like reporting things that are harmful, unfollowing, whatever you have to do to keep yourself safe. But then I would also say like, if you are really, really struggling with body image, with pregnancy, it is never too late to get professional support Mm -hmm. because what a better time when you are so vulnerable, like, you are at such a pinnacle of a transition. And then once that baby comes out, the transition that happens to a woman when she becomes a mother is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Don't just like go away. (laughs) No. And I'm still like, I'm nine months postpartum and I'm still like, who am I? Why am I on this earth? And what is my purpose? And I can go feel that way for the rest of my life. So I think, you know, you and I have shared so many times in different conversations how we are so eternally grateful that we were able to do a lot of the body image and food work and healing before pregnancy, before postpartum. But I want to stress that it is never, never too late. I mean, we've had clients and I'm sure you've had some at Find Food Freedom in their 70s. We had our oldest client was 79 who eventually passed when they were working with us. But like, 
it's never too late to do this work. And, and I just want to encourage people if they're listening to this, like you got two intuitive eating dietitians right here. And we would be happy if you don't feel comfortable with Jenna or I, we have hundreds of colleagues that we would feel comfortable referring to. So smart and such a good point. And it's, yeah, there was another point that I wanted to make about this process. And now I can't even think of what it was because I was listening so deeply. (laughs) I have to write things down while we talk now or else when it comes back to me, I'm like, I literally don't know what I was going to say. I was like, wow, she's making some really good points. So that pregnancy brain never leaves us. It continues for the rest of our life. Yes, it's so true. Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, this alone though, I think will help so many people. And again, all of your feelings are valid and pregnancy is a really special time, but it is also really challenging in a lot of ways too. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Danielle Pacenti posted something on one of her question boxes the other day on Instagram. She's a fitness trainer that we've had on the podcast actually now twice. Her daughter's about to turn a year and she's been very open with her postpartum and pregnancy journey on social mm-hmm. media. And I think one of the biggest things that she said is when you get pregnant, you can't, you have to surrender expectations and you cannot have any comparisons because she's an athlete and a runner by nature is what she stated in this box the other day or on this um, story. And she said after eight weeks, which is like, nobody knows you're pregnant really at eight weeks. After eight weeks, she stopped running because it didn't feel good to her. And that frustrated Mm -hmm. her and it surprised her. And it was like, what's going on? Like, it makes you question like your body and many things. Right. But she was able to listen to her body and not compare and surrender those expectations. And you know, walk or find other ways that made her feel good in her pregnancy and during her pregnancy. And I just think that that's like another level of the comparison game and the expectations during pregnancy, thanks to social media, um, that layer into this body image conversation, because there's so much content out there of people, you know, doing CrossFit and exercising and which is great for them, you know, at all stages of their pregnancy. And it's also not everyone's experience. And I think that that's really important to know. It doesn't matter where you came from before being pregnant. Your body is in control when you're pregnant. Your baby is in control when you're pregnant from like the moment that it implants, like it changes everything and it takes the wheel. Um, So I think that that's just also something I, I didn't want to... I'm glad I didn't forget to say, I should say. (laughs) I'm glad you said that. Cause yeah, I would see like videos of women, like doing a deadlift, a snatch over their head with this like loaded (laughs) barbell. Yes. That with a big belly. (laughs) Yes. Chelsea, please use that clip of Jenna (laughs) snatching right now. Um, but like, I would see that. And then like, I'd be sitting on the couch with literally my McFlurry because I could only eat. I loved your McFlurry. I can literally only eat ice cream when I was pregnant. Otherwise, when I'm, when I'm not pregnant, I have explosive diarrhea, but if I have (laughs) a pregnancy to support me, then I can have a McFlurry. So like, like, give me, (laughs) give me it. So like, again, even as an intuitive eating counselor, like it's so easy to, see that, but like, fuck that comparison. Like you are growing a human life. And so that is, it's just so important to give yourself the grace and the ability to rest. Again, this is like 
all of this advice that we're giving is valid outside of pregnancy yes. too. Yes, yes, yes. But, but like specifically since this episode is all about pregnancy, like you have permission to rest and to not make your journey look like anybody else's. And for those who are running marathons and snatching and they feel great, that was not my lived experience. But, you know, if that's what you're doing, more power to you. I remember wearing the belly band, like whatever. You bought it for me. I remember I was... I literally have a picture on Sienna's due date. She was due June 1st. She did not make her arrival to the 6th. <laughs> but on the 1st, I have like the belly band. I'll have to send it to you. And I like, and I'm like walking on my walking pad, just like, get you out of me. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just remember so, nothing, like any type of movement that I did, walks, everything, like nothing felt good unless there was like somebody holding the bottom of my yes. belly. Like, like it felt very unsupportive and like not safe. No, exactly. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm so glad you brought this up. Thank you to your community member that brought this question up because I think it's something that's so important for us to cover. Um, and yeah, if you guys have more questions for us about any topics, prenatal, during, post, or not anything related to pregnancy at all, or anything, yeah, we are here to support and we would love to answer them. And as always, I would love to remind you if this podcast has been helpful for you, or you're enjoying listening to us, we really do love to see those reviews come in. You can go specifically to Apple podcasts and leave a review rate and subscribe, and it would mean the world to us. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at what the actual fork pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week for more fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader: New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.